0: Welcome to your Rooted Faith Podcast. This is your host, Juan Marquez. God bless you. So happy to be connected with you guys once again. Broken comfort. That's what we're going to talk today. Broken comfort. Um, If you're one of my weekly subscribers, welcome back. Thank you so much for always showing up. Um, give God all the glory for the testimonies we're hearing of what God is doing through this ministry, through this means. If you're brand new to us, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I look forward to spending a couple of minutes with you talking about broken comfort. Amen. Amen. Well, the word today, the rooted word today, is the word broken. Broken. And, um, A rooted word is an area we will focus on and double down today with the intent that if we can heal the root, it will bring forth a better fruit, not just for you, but your future generation. So it is our intention. It is our focus. It is our aim to deal with deeply rooted issues in our lives to get underground, to be able to either heal the root. Some things need to be uprooted. Others need to be planted in there because we understand that we carry the responsibility to give something better to our generations and through our legacies and to leave that, right, for our future generations as well. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Our Bible verse today we're going to be considering, it comes from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 18, verses 1 through 4. I believe I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel, listen up, the vessel, that's you, that's me, the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. And that verse four is really where I want to concentrate in today. It says, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. You know, you and I, the Bible uses this illustration uh, to Jeremiah to tell them that Israel is that vessel. So you and I are like clay in the potter's hand and he uses that illustration but what what always catches my attention from this scripture is the fact that the vessel breaks in the hands of the potter and and the word marred that he used it's so interesting to me that the potter does not discard the marred right and what does that word marred mean it's the root word that means to be ruined to corrupt to destroy Right. It doesn't say that he took other pieces, that he threw it to the side and started off with something new. It says so he made it again into another vessel. He took the pieces that were broken, the pieces that were corrupt, the pieces that were destroyed, the pieces that were ruined, the pieces that were there while they were still in his hand. And he made another vessel as he seemed good for him to make. And you know, at times in our life, we feel broken. We feel defeated. We feel unsuccessful. We feel alone. We feel like we don't meet the bar. But this this text, it, it, it brings us hope because the text tells us that none of those things, feeling broken, feeling defeated, unsuccessful, none of those things disqualify us from still being used as a vessel of honor. We are still in his hands, even if we are broken, even if we are broken, broken comfort. Now I know it sounds a little bit, you know, contradictory, right? Broken comfort. Like how can you be broken and comfortable at the same time? That just doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but it implies that In order for something to be comfortable it must be broken it implies that in order for something to be nice and feel good it has to go through a process of being broken of being shaped of being formed now you say this may sound weird but if you ever bought a new pair of sneakers or ladies a new pair of shoes i've heard my wife say this a couple of times or even a new sofa right you all know that you have to break it in to form so it can be comfortable, right? And many times I've heard me and my wife say, I got this new pair of shoes where we're going to go walking somewhere. I'm going to go use these so I can break them in, so I can mold them, so I can... I mean, why? Because it's too stiff. You've ever gone to, to, a, to a store... And um, you're looking for sofas and you're looking for different things and you sit on them and many of those sofas are just stiff they're like too rigid they're they're too shaped too perfect right and then you find that right one where it's like it's not too hard it's not too small it's just kind of right there right but when it comes to shoes right the shoes are shaped in the manufacturing design right there's a there's a design that comes from it that you have to break in you have to mold it so as i break in my shoe right and i'm using it i'm breaking that original design i'm expanding it so it can adapt to my feet so can i adapt to my anatomy so it can be comfortable for me it may not be comfortable for someone else but i have to break it to my status i have to break it to my style i have to break it to fit my foot the same thing as you do for a sofa. You have to customize it. And once you you you, you sit on it, you sleep on it, take naps on it, you, you move your body around a big, you stretch your arms, right? In other words, when I have a brand new shoe or, or a brand new sofa or a brand new mattress, I have to break it. So And as I'm breaking it, I am modifying its original design to fit my current design. And, and I'm here to tell you that Part of being comfortable in what God wants you to do, you have to break something. Some things have to be broken inside of you. Because when you get to that point, right, we all been there where you have broken in a good pair of shoes or your sofa, man, it is so comfortable. <laughs> it's comfort like no other. I know my wife bought me a lazy boy recently. And I I loved it. I mean, I sat on it from day one. It was awesome and it was great. And I've had it for about a year and a half, maybe two now. And one of the things that I love about it now more than I love that at the day one is that when I sit, it is formed against my body. Like, it Literally, my body just fits in. And when I get up, you can see my body right there. It dead, Right. But when I sit in, it's customized to me. It didn't come that way. I had to break it in. I had to go through a process of, of pushing, of making, of positioning it. And when you are able to break that shoe, when you're able to break that new pair of jeans that you washed a couple and then you put them on, it's like, oh, these jeans, they just fit right. Right. I'm here to tell you there's nothing more comfortable when you're able to do that. Well, in the same way that you break in your shoes or you break in the sofa, you break in that new pair of jeans. God has to break you. To make you comfortable. And you may be asking yourself. Well why is that? Why is it that God has to break us. To make us comfortable. Because maybe you're too rigid. Uh oh. I'm telling you. Dealing with some deep rooted issues. You know. David. Was too wild. David was too rigid. When he fought Goliath. Goliath. He was a young kid. He was like just talking. He he was just wild. He was rigid. He he wasn't fit to be a king at that present time. He was rigid. He was too rigid. And and he needed 14 years of breaking. And man, if there's ever someone that went through a period of breaking to be a comfortable king, was David. But when he sets off on the scene as a young shepherd boy to fight Goliath, and when he comes in 14 years later as king, he's a completely different person. Why? Because he was broken to bring comfort. The same thing. Maybe you're too wild. I mean, Joseph was wild. He talked too much. Maybe you don't. Have, you talk too much. I know. That I've been told about that. I talk too much. But when I being mean about talking too much, it's like, you got to stay quiet. You can't tell everyone your dreams. You can't share everything with everyone because they're not ready for your success. They're not ready to hear what God is going to do for you. They're not prepared in their hearts to be able to do so. You know, Joseph told his parents and he told his mom and he told his brothers this dream that they had. They weren't ready. And sometimes you just need to be quiet. Sometimes you need to wait for someone else's dream and for someone else's to speak their dream and you interpret it because he had to go through a pit breaking to get into a comfortable palace. He had to wait for someone else's dream to be interpreted before his dream can be interpreted. Maybe you're unstable and God has to break you like Simon, you're too shaky. You're, you, you move too much you're not you have no solid ground. you have no solid foundation. One day you're Simon, one minute you're Simon, the other minute you're Peter. One minute, you're ready to go out for God, for Jesus, and you're ready to fight. The next second you get a word, someone gets you upset, and you're cutting off people's ears. All right? You're unstable. Simon had to go through a process, and God had to break him to bring out Petros, to bring out rock. That Peter, which means Petros, which means rock. And what the God say? He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this rock, after I break you out of that... After I make you uncomfortable, Peter, after I confront you and make you uncomfortable and break your character, break that, that, that inner man and bring that rock out of you, then I can comfortably build my church upon you. What does Jesus says? Upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And we know that this word gets fulfilled on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes down, empowers the church, and Peter gets up and preaches. And we have the church being built. I want to let you know today, you may be going through a breaking season, an uncomfortable season. The breaking comes from a place of love and a mercy. You know, it's one of the reasons why... The Bible compares us as sheeps and not horses. And and there's a there's a huge difference in that because a broken leg on a horse is a sure death wish. If if, if, if a broken leg. (coughs) Excuse me. if, If a horse breaks his leg they have to be put to sleep. Their their, their recovery process, when it's too much pain for them to be able to recover. And now you have your one-off situations that that's not always the case. But the majority of the time, you'll have a horse with a broken leg. He's got to be put to sleep. Not so much on a sheep. Because if, if, if a sheep breaks their legs, their bone fracture can heal within three to six weeks on average. So it's not so much as a death wish. And... Um, when you study shepherds and you study early and all of that, you, you'll notice that when a sheep will continuously go astray, when a sheep will continuously move away from the flock, when a sheep will continuously not listen to the shepherd, the shepherd will will intentionally make it uncomfortable. It will break the lamb's leg so it does not stray away. Now, this sounds cruel and this sounds, oh, my God, this is human. This is, you know, uh, animal endangerment and animal cruelty there's a reason behind that it comes out of a place of love and mercy It comes out of a place of protection and i'm gonna explain to you why because there's four things that a sheep with a broken leg is going to do four things number one it's going to stay close to the shepherd for comfort because it's in pain and the shepherd will give it comfort when it cries in pain Number two, a sheep with a broken leg will stay close to the shepherd for protection because it's limping. So therefore, if there's something that happens, if another animal that comes in and they've got to run, the sheep will not be able to run. So it stays really close to the shepherd for protection. It stays close to the shepherd for healing. Because throughout that process, the shepherd is putting oil, the shepherd is attending the wound, he's attending the fracture, he's changing the bandages. So it will stay close to the shepherd for healing. And it will stay close to the shepherd for covering. When it sleeps at night, it will stay close to the shepherd so that the shepherd can cover him. So a sheep with a broken leg provides the opportunity for the shepherd to give it comfort, to give it protection, to give it healing, and to give it covering. And that's what God does in our life. He breaks us because we're jumping here and we're jumping there. He has to break things in our lives so we can come close to him for comfort, for protection, for healing and for covering. And and this is not just something that he did. Jesus sets the example from, from the jump. Right. Jesus was the ultimate individual who was broken to give us comfort. I mean, if you have the time to read the book of uh, uh, Isaiah, chapter 53, I'm going to I'm going to share verses four and verses five with you. It really speaks about the brokenness that Jesus had to go through to give you and I comfort, to give you and I peace. It says, verse four, surely he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In other words, we're comforted. Healed is another word for comfort. So basically it tells us all the broken things that Jesus had to go through so you and I can call upon that healing and be comfortable. But I love the story of Jesus doesn't end there, my friend. The story of Jesus doesn't end him broken. The story of Jesus doesn't end him wounded, bruised, stricken, afflicted with sorrow, with grief. It doesn't end that way. We do know how the story ends because later on in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 I love I love one of the I love this verse I love this these these verses right here it says Philippians 2: 5 through 11 let this be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant, and coming into the likeness of man, and being found in the appearance as a man, here it is, here it is, he humbled himself, and became, here's another word, obedient, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, therefore, God has also highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above everything every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven, of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. So the brokenness of Jesus allowed him to get a name that's above any other name. The fact that he was humbled and he was obedient brought exaltation. And I'm here to tell you today that as you go through your broken process, God is not breaking you to hurt you. God is not breaking you to embarrass you. God is not breaking you because he doesn't love you. God is breaking you to exalt you. God is breaking you to use you. God is breaking you to make you comfortable for the deposit that is coming. Now you may be saying, what do you mean that deposit? Now we started up in Jeremiah and we talked about how this vessel was broken in the hands of the potter. But later on, I want to take you to 2 Corinthians 4, 7, because you and I are built to hold His deposits of treasure, we're not always going to stay in a state of brokenness. God doesn't want us to simply stay in this cycle of being in his hand and being broken and being in his hands and being broken. There's going to come a point if you stay humble, if you stay obedient, where God is going to build this other vessel and this other vessel out of those broken pieces. My God, he's going to put in us a deposit of treasure. And 2 Corinthians 4, 7 tells us, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. The reason that God has to break us down and then build us back up and make us uncomfortable to make us comfortable... Is because he's going to put a treasure in us But when he puts that treasure in us We have to get to a point that we understand That the all surpassing power Is from God And not from us That we didn't make it on our own That is not based on our character Our charisma Our style Our family status Or influences that we've made It is based on the fact That God decided to do it in us That we are just jars of clay We are molded We are broken pieces molded together to hold the treasure of God so that we can become comfortable, so that we can provide comfort to others. So, my friends, and I conclude. The next time you slip into your favorite sneakers, your shoes, you sit in your sofa or lazy boy and you say, ah. That's comfy. Oh, that feels right. Remember, it was not always like that. It needed to be broken so you could be comfortable. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for the brokenness. Father, I I want my friends and my brothers and my sisters listening to me today that we can lean in to being broken so that we can be comfortable, that we can lean into the process, Lord, So that you may provide for us a way to understanding that this deposit of treasure, no matter how high you exalt us, we still keep the mindset. We have a root system built in us that it was all because of you, that we are nothing but simply broken pieces put together by the surpassing glory of God and that we can carry this deposit of treasure and provide comfort to others through our experiences Lord I thank you I ask you for your strength as we endure the fire I ask you for your strength as we endure persecution I ask you for strength as we endure the pressure points that are coming at us Lord in your name we pray and thank you Lord amen and amen Well, if you enjoyed yourself today, I need a quick favor from you. Connect with us on Instagram at RootedFaithTX, all one word. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast. But most importantly, let's grow together. Share with someone you know who may need to hear it. Amen. Until next time, remember, stay rooted in faith.